the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vaults, Ruins of Gauntlet. So, we fade in our, around this weird machine. Uh, you guys have popped out the like black gem that powers this necromancy table that could bore into people's you know, heads. You spent the last hour, Mukta, like watching, listening at the door, make sure nothing comes. Nothing comes to disturb you guys. And it's currently just past noon on Sunday, the 23rd of Forest. The day is yours. What would you guys like to do? Uh, so how are we feeling, everyone? Mukta? A little, little worse for the wear, but uh, nothing, a little bit of time won't heal, I think. How? Clovis, you guys all right? Uh, I'm okay. Mushi's a little bloodied. Now, I, I didn't double check. Did, Mook, did, did Mushi, he got hurt before, after your heal spell, so he didn't get that healing, right? I think I think he yeah, got hurt when remember. the thing the thing died and exploded. Oh no, he did. It was right. after the hill. Yep, yeah. that's when it. Yeah, he. Okay. Kind of you can just and... you know spend ten minutes and feed him a good berry if you need to or something. Yeah. You can heal him back in full. Like it's fine. I'm a little spent with my resources. I hope everybody is doing okay, especially you, Mukta, uh, Nulara. I was surprised that uh, your shield was destroyed, but I oh, think we're doing okay. Right. Um, do we go back and get you a new shield? I think we should if we're not too far deep. I'm not against can, it. We can have a little jaunt, have some lunch on the way outside the graveyard, and then go to the town proper and then come back. Right in time for the night time. Yeah. And I honestly didn't think about buying an extra shield. I didn't think that I would it would break like right away. So That was some head. Almost by broke the way. your head. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, and then I reach into my pockets to look at my money. <laughs> I don't think I have enough to to buy a new money, shield. Uh, how much are new shields? Uh, I yeah, how much was that first one that you got? Perhaps we can help you out. 
you know what? I've I've always had it. And when I woke up, it was just it was right there. I guess we go to the store and see how much they are, and uh, we can all help pitch in. I think that's oh, a good fun. idea. The one that I want is really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I have a. Did we sell the silver ring that I still have on my hand? No, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I don't unless, unless you went out of your way to sell it, I don't think you actually sold it. No. I sold that gold tooth, but that was it. Things that we can sell, perhaps. I think we have. Uh, I have some gold. Maybe we find out how much it is. Maybe it's like very cheap. Maybe they just give it to you for free. You yeah. being a hero and all, they should. Perhaps we don't go back to that one guy that gave you the evil eye. Now we go to another person. Oh, the garrison. Okay. So, um, you guys just want to backtrack. You guys only got like what two rooms in down here, so the the plan is to just backtrack back up, right? It's like a quick so. trip, if that's yeah. okay. Yeah. It'd be nice to keep going, but uh, yeah, I don't think we want to push our luck. Sure. Yeah, you guys spent a lot of resources, a lot of spell slots, and I forgot you broke your shield. That's pretty pretty major. So yeah, so you guys kind of like come back up out of the spiral staircase, down past like the locked door. Um, up into the first level of the gauntlet. If you guys are cool with it, I'll just fast forward, like, you know, montage style back to town. You guys mm -hmm. have anything you guys yeah. want to talk about on the way? There's no need to, like, micromanage going through the whole first level of the runs. You guys have, for the most part, picked through it, and you can backtrack a safe way if you'd like. So, we're, I, want you to, I want you to describe we're gonna, every single step we take. Yeah, I can. No, but we're gonna, we were going to grab, <laughs> we were going to grab that, that, uh, that painting or the, the picture up on the wall. Oh, that's a good point. That's worth, I mean, it's worth some money. You were going to get it on the way out. That's it true. could help uh, with the funds to pay for Nulara's shield. Very, very true. Good luck, my friend. And I'll cast guidance on him. Mukta, go ahead and give me a, um, a crafting check to see how delicately you can remove this very warm painting. Right. Oh, yeah, biologist in chat is also pointing out it would be not a bad idea to get a repair kit to carry around. I think uh, Mukta has one. No. Oh, no, never mind. He just has I, the crafting skill. He has a skill, but not the kit, right? Mm. 13. So, plus uh, guidance. It's already oh, yeah. plus it. Oh. oh, yeah, it's got the plus Hero one. Hero point. Hero point. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so compared, compared to the previous ones, this one it's it's more rotten out and it's got a little bit uh, tougher time. And as you're trying to like carefully move it from the frame, you do kind of like do like a big tear up one of the corners, and so part of like the corner of the painting gets ripped off. But it gets taken out in a fairly uh, intact way, and it's still going to be fairly valuable. Maybe not as valuable as it would have been in full. Tact. Was anyone able to grab the um the onyx? Uh, I forgot where it was, but I know it was it was in that room. Right, it was on the crafting table, like it was part of the necromantic sort of uh. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, okay, cool. I believe Mukta got. Okay, yep. I'm not gonna. I just have yeah. that Mukta gets everything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we do this like montage back through. You get you roll up the painting. You kind of come back through the town or back through the the keep through the the 15 minute leisurely stroll back. It's still midday, so it's nice and bright. And yeah, you go ahead and return to the town of Otari. Where would you guys like to go? Where could we sell our stuffs? Most like most places will be willing to like buy stuff off you, especially like the open market. 
Ren, you know, is, is always a collector of interesting trinkets and she would be very happy to take, you know, any sort of like interesting things you find in the, I mean, the keep off your hands. The other two are with Rin, so we might as well complete the set, yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, if a Rin is awake now, she, she should be awake, I don't know. Ah, that's true, she was asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully she will be up. Yeah, and so you guys kind of like casually make your way towards um, towards Rin, because she's on the north side of town, she's not hard to get to. Um, and as you approach, you can see that she is pretty much just sort of like opening her... Um, her tent flaps to the sky and, and tying everything back. And she's definitely setting up shop and her and Elenir are there ready to like start their day. She kind of sees you guys come coming towards her looking like pretty, a little roughed up and uh, immediately tells like Elenir to start like some tea so that she can like, you know, calm your guys' nerves. Yeah, she's interested um, in, you know, learning about the creature that you guys thought so is there anything you want to say to her or explain to her as she like takes the painting and evaluates it actually i do ren i i have a question i'm trying to piece everything together um you you've had your visions saying that once the gauntlet is lit that trouble's gonna come in but as when it happened back then, who who opened it? Who started it? What would actually trigger the gauntlet to, to open like this? Well, as I understand it, it was Belcora herself who built the gauntlet. I don't know that it was ever determined its true purpose because the Rose Guard stopped her before she was able to put it to use. So would it be safe to assume that maybe she's back there's like a you know like a little smile on her face and she says well i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but yeah i think so but you guys you guys were there at night and you didn't see her spirit or anything right it wasn't like walking the, the gauntlet like floor i didn't catch anything well then maybe we're wrong I hope we're wrong. Maybe, maybe somebody else just stumbled across the place and found a way to turn it back on. And release all these ghosts. I mean, Rin, Rin, like, is a little like um, she kind of looks at you, say this, and it's just like, well, what ghosts are you speaking of? Because I haven't. We dealt with zombies. Zombies. That's, that's true. Spirits, undead. Have we? Have you dealt directly? I mean, Fighter. that is true. There were there were this, the corpse lights that you you know mentioned the spiders, but it doesn't sound like you've had like a tangible encounter with an actual ghost, other than the corpse lights. Just feel like oh, they're so unnatural. Then again, then I look at myself, <laughs> and she says, "Well, unnatural doesn't always mean bad, does it?" Hmm. Let's not rush okay. to judgment. Every restless spirit to piece things together. Every restless spirit just has an unfit some unfinished business. That's true. Usually when things when something is left unresolved, it's hard for something to fully cross over to the other side. And she just smiles warmly at you. It would help if that spirit knew what they were supposed to do, but 
I guess. Anyway, how much are we going <laughs> to get for the painting? Uh, she offers you guys seven gold for the painting. Amazing. Oh, I, Thank you. I can add that to your to your trade character sheet. I have is this ring here that uh, we picked up off the uh, skeleton. Maybe we could uh, trade it in as well. How much would you give me for this super? What would you say, Nulara? Uh, uh, spectral ring that's really worth a silver ring. Maybe you give us a little more because we brought it back from the from the dead or from the dead guy. Yeah, the lengths we had to go through to just get that ring because <laughs> he almost died. She, she looks at it, she's like, well, if I'm going to sell this as a curio, I'm going to need a good story to go with it. So oh, Don't I have a story for you? We were moving in, and then I relate the story. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to see, like, what this, like, sort of um, activity would be. I think it'd probably be, like, almost like a like a make an impression or make a request roll. Everything is performance for me for those things now. Oh. I mean, is it really? <laughs> yeah, make an impression. I can use performance due to... I think well, you know, that works perfectly because she wants a good story to go with the, the ring, right? Yeah. Why, why don't you go ahead and give a performance to the group? And I strum my lute and I start talking about how we went into the first level of the lighthouse and then we fought the skeletons that were animated by the corpse lights mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. Go for it. How much are you embellishing here? Ooh, that's really good. Ooh, a lot of nice. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because if I remember right, when you guys really got the ring, you went in found the dead body and then were attacked by ghosts and tucked your tails between your legs and ran for it. So I'm sure your tail sounds a lot cooler. Is the first or, time? Yes. Yeah, the first time. I kind of mixed them together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Riding upon a scorpion. Okay, so the ring itself is actually worth five silver, but with your story and this sort of impression, she's willing to go as high as eight gold. Ooh, wow. Nice. Good Very well. I will turn it in. And uh, thank you very much. Yep. Go ahead and sell that and then add a gold to your inventory. So she also like motions like, you know, is there anything else in my shop that you guys might be interested in before you go back? Uh, she's like has like some potions on. She's like, you know, maybe some potions in case you guys get into more trouble or I have this wand of healing that could maybe save you. She's got a bunch of stuff on there if you take a look. But no shopping. Quick. That's right. Shields. She does not sell like shields and stuff. Um, and if you ask her about it, like uh, like maybe like Eleanor will suggest like if you're looking for a shield, like blades blades for glaze just around the corner. There's a a smith there that specializes in like metal weaponry and adventuring gear. Um, he does good work. That isn't the uh, captain of the guard who. Uh... I think Mukta had some words with or some words for uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. Different, different guy. Little, little gruff, little rough around the edges. Spends a lot of time drinking from a bottle, but puts a lot of pride in his work. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Rin. So if you guys want, like you can head to the blaze for glaze, which is just around the corner and you can do your, sh your shield shopping there. Um, Before uh, we head there, can I? Sure. Pass this key to to Hal really quick. 
Sure. And uh, say, uh, Hal, um, I found this key before we, you know, killed that worm thing down at the basement of the ta- uh, the lighthouse. I don't know. But it, it looks like it's worth a lot. Maybe you can do the same thing with, the, with this smith and get more? I don't know. What do you think? And then I hand him the key. Typically, a key will open a door. Are you sure we don't need the key to go into the secret areas of the lighthouse? That's true. That's fair. Sorry, I was tunneling on that shield. (laughs) I mean, let's go talk. Perhaps we can uh, negotiate something. Better terms, perhaps, uh, for the shield you really want. I mean, I have this rapier. I'm, I'm sure Mukta appreciates it, and it came from the Sands or his homeland or his 25 brothers and sisters. But perhaps we can sell that too, because, you know, I mean, dead aim with the bling. I'm not really needing the rapier. Yeah, so we, we have this conversation right as you come up outside the shop. And uh, the shop itself, I mean, from the outside, it looks like a very generic fairly run-down shop. Um, most of the uh, walls on the outside seem to be kind of covered in old posters that have, like, faded and ripped over time. Like, probably stuck here for at least a year, if not longer, and f- just been, like, neglected and, you know, wind, rains, all blown it off. You can hear, the like, the hammering from uh, within the shop. But yeah. As you guys kind of go into the shop, I'm assuming you're going in. Uh, you see, like, in the back of the shop, there's, like, a large man, sleeveless with, like, bulging muscles, like, kind of out of his, uh, from under his clothing. And he's, like, sitting behind the counter. You can tell he's just kind of, like, has a bit of a sweat. He just was hammering something. He's taking, like, a bit of a break. Um, he takes a swig from the flask, wipes his mouth with the back of his hand, and stands on his feet. Welcome to Blades for Glades. I'm Carmen Rajani, the finest blacksmith from here to Absalom. You here for uh, lumberjacking or uh, and he kind of gives you like a look up and down adventuring. Uh, we're here from our adventuring. Uh, my good friend here, Nulara, with the big muscles. He will be able. She needs a nice shield, a good shield, a, one of your best to have it. Oh, he's, he's very excited to show this. So he gets up from behind the counter and kind of comes around. You can see most of the shop, at least like 80% of it, is dedicated to just like general lumberjacking. There's like all kinds of axes and hatchets and handheld ones and big ones. And, you know, that's what pays the bills. But he like kind of takes you towards the back of his shop. And there's a corner kind of set up here. And you can see that like um, this corner is like his pride and joy there's like right in the middle of it there's like this sort of not a dummy but like a display with like a full set head to toe plate mail that is like very lovingly crafted and you can look at the the fine work and and, you know nilar can even imagine herself possibly wearing something like this someday but you know it takes some skill to make something this fine he kind of like goes and you see like all the metal the weaponry and so clovis unfortunately as you kind of look here every single thing in the shop is like made out of metal there's a lot of wood that goes into it a lot of lumber and the handles and it's got fine woodworking but primarily like there isn't a thing that he sells that isn't touched by his forge but anyways he he takes you past all these like weapons and um he pulls up a shield and he kind of shows you like what looks to be like a very solid looking shield with like a faint sort of like glow to it. 
and how if you were to like detect magic you even get a sense that yeah there's definitely some magical stuff here in this shop and so he shows it to you and he says this is uh this is what i like to, what we refer to in the business as a sturdy a lesser sturdy shield and he like hits it with his and kind of hands it over to you new lara like if you're looking wow. to save your hide this is this is what you're gonna need this is surprisingly light it's the metal yeah i wow. uh, i spent better part of two months of my life working on that on wow. top of the culmination of years and years of the ones i made that were not nearly as good as that one but if you're looking to save your hide that that's what you're gonna need it's only going to set you back 360 gold. <clears throat> what? 360 gold. Oh. Maybe uh, perhaps not something uh, so great. Maybe we only need to save a little bit of our life. Maybe something a bit less. <laughs> <laughs> He's He like looks at you and you see him take a little bit of a, like he breathes in. You see him like pull out his flask and unscrew the, the top and just takes a swig as he's like staring at you and he goes, he holds his hand out for like the the shield back, New Lara, oh, <laughs> and kind of like yeah. pulls it a little overly time. forcefully. Yeah. Uh huh. I see. Well, I don't know if I want to make sure you're not wasting my time before I pull out the next item. I have a, like I said, one of the ones I made that maybe isn't up to quite as much craftsmanship that I can let go for a hundred gold, a minor sturdy shield. And he's trying to gauge your guys' reaction to, like, being offered a 100 gold shield. Mm. Right. Still a little too rich for our blood. Perhaps you get one of the <laughs> regular ones that you had before, Nulara, and extra just in case. He Can like uh, maybe carry it for you? He does kind of put, in like, the the, stir, the other shield. Like, he's looking at it, and then he, he sees it, and then it cuts to you guys, and you guys looking, like, broke with, like, your pockets hanging out, and he just shakes his head, and he goes, well, there's a pile of shields over there and you look and there's like a discount pile of just like a dozen shields like stacked on top of each other these might be more your speed two gold or he also also has tower shields which are 10 gold which are a little bigger but i feel like uh, that looks really fancy sir but i i feel that that might slow me down um I'll, i'll go for the steel shield and when i when when I have more money, then I will. I'm I'm gonna get that lesser sturdy shield. Mm-hmm. He like he acts like he doesn't believe you. Like you just see it like on his face. He's already kind of written you off as like wasting his time. That's okay. My mm-hmm. ego is not hurt. You know, Nulara here is the defender of the graveyard in the library. Yeah, she was destroying zombies and punching ghosts uh in fact that uh, from what i understand she almost single-handedly saved the library from destruction the other night not if you not sure if you heard he ha- he like kind of looks over at you and he says the truth has a way of being exaggerated so tell me what really happened that night i will relay the story in detail not embellishing. Okay. Well, see, the thing is that I imagine someone elbows me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, let him talk. Um, I mean, you could definitely try to aid him by making a, a, a pressure and make an impression check. But um, no, I was, gonna, I was just going to lie outright. So, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to make do another make an impression on this guy to see if you can possibly uh, warm his icy heart. Because right now he definitely 
has a fairly negative disposition towards you guys. And then I drum loot and start singing the story of Nulara the Brave, Defender of the Graveyard. Okay. Nulara starts shying away. Everywhere you go, he just busts out the music and starts singing your praises. Yeah, he starts off as a unfriendly, so. Okay, 15. Respectable. Um, so you gotta make... So it targets... The way this works, I'm just refreshing myself. It targets the NPC's will DC. And if you can beat his will DC, then you can make him... Like, improve his disposition towards you. And in this case, his will DC is... 20 and then 15 is not enough to uh, warm his heart. He still stays unfriendly towards the group. If I took a bit of parchment or something and started fanning Laura's hair so it seems like it's blowing and luxuriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, guys. I, I really appreciate it, but stories aren't often enjoyable to read if the characters in them aren't challenged a little bit. Thank you for the steel shield. I'm a firm b believer that success is, you know, yeah. the greatest form of and I told you so. So, thank you. For the what he does shield. say, though, is he does say, I respect what you guys are doing. I don't want you to think I don't, but I still got bills to pay. And so, if you're such great heroes, go make some cash and come spend it in my shop. That's kind of the gist that he gives you. The I vibe. mean, if this we're trying Oops, to see. gonna... You know, just take a look around the place, kind of uh -huh. like how I how he did for uh, the uh, the Dawn Library. Sure. Why don't you give me a perception roll? All right. And then, did you end up buying um, any of the shields, Mueller? Ooh, a twenty. Maybe I'd have to pop it in. Ooh, no. Nice. Uh, don't forget. Um, are you gonna buy Mukta? Are you gonna buy the uh, crafting thing or whatever that was suggested? Oh, the repair kit? Yeah, is that I what it's called, repair kit? Right. Uh, I mean, how much for... Let's see. Does he have a repair kit? Um, I don't know if he has one on his shop, but he should if he doesn't, so... Repair kit. I put it, it's, under, it's under equipment under Blaze for Glaze now. Two gold for a basic, 25 gold for a superb. It is heavy. It's, yeah, you know, like a bulk for the repair kit. Which is a good point to remind you. I looked at everyone's character sheets. Not everyone has equipped their backpacks yet, like uh, Clovis mentioned last week. If you equip your backpack, it'll reduce your bulk because once you're wearing your backpack, it, anything in it, the first two bulk gets ignored. So make sure you equip the backpack if you haven't. Um, the locks on this place are pretty top notch. Um, he's got like iron reinforced windows that looks like it'd be pretty hard to just slip in a window. You know, it's not that it's not pickable. It's just he's definitely put some good amount of effort into this. Um, but the thing that you notice um, as you're kind of casing the joint is it's marked with a sort of a white osprey bird sort of a carving, which is the symbol for like the Thieves Guild. So this this shop is sort of off limits per the code of the Thieves Guild. He's associated with the Thieves Guild in some way. Okay. Um, not that 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 would mean like socially it's it's off limits, but that's if I get caught. Right, exactly. But uh, you know, the thieves guild in town would not be happy if you were to, mm -hmm. you know, steal from them. Uh, Nulara, I can purchase a repair kit for you if you'd be able to hold it at least. Oh, I would. That's much appreciated, Mukta. Thank you. 
I mean, your shield is our shield, so <laughs> it's better. I'll, than I'll carry you. it. I will purchase a repair kit and put it into the trade character. Oh, awesome. Thank you. There you go. How many do I want? Definitely not five. I don't have that gold. So, you know, we've gotten our repair kit. We've gotten a couple of shields. We offloaded some treasures. Is there anything else you guys needed to pick up while you're in town? Do you guys plan to go back to the ruins tonight, or are you guys taking a rest and calling it a day? So as the party leaves the room, I want to take my amassed wealth that I have and buy a sturdy shield, minor sturdy shield. I have 109. What? Wow, not bad. Okay, so I see your total wealth on your whole character says 109 gold pieces. But is that all my equipment? All your equipment and everything you own. If you liquidated everything, that would be how, what you got. Gotcha. If you look under the treasure section, right? You have yep, I see it. eight platinum, 13 gold. So, yeah. So that, that total wealth at the top is just, you know, every single thing you own on you. Okay. So, unfortunately, it would have been cool to pull that moment, but I don't think you actually have the 100 gold. Unless you want to walk out there. Oh, good. With Right. Okay. Do you, you guys didn't sell the other thing that you guys have is that that Onyx, right? That you guys can offload. Uh, maybe we go to uh, Odd Stories. It's arcane in nature. Maybe Old Morley that I met the other day might be interested. It's actually this morning, believe it or not. That was this morning. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> a know, week ago. When you go unconscious, uh, time flows a little bit differently. Oh, I can empathize with you on that one, Mukta. As long as he doesn't try and read our minds. (laughs) That, I forgot about that part. So yeah, if you want, you you go over to like the odd stories, right? And um, as you get there, you can see like all the like, the shades are drawn. The front of the door is like locked. You guys kind of go up front and like it looks like almost closed so like somebody like kind of goes up and knocks on the door and you hear from inside it just says like we are closed and then you see like the blinds kind of split and there's just like this eye that looks out of the blinds and then like kind of like locks eyes with like Yumukta and sees everyone and then you see like almost like a, a recognition um, and then you hear like click click slide unlock like a series of locks being unlocked on the door and then the door like opens and you know morally bent the red-headed, uh, cap-wearing wizard is there, and he's like, oh, good, oh, sorry. Come in, come in. Can't be too careful after last night. Who knows what other horrors will wander our streets. Come in, come in. And he invites you in. Always good to be cautious, as my mother said. Yep. He's got the thick spectacles hanging on the, his nose. He takes his little hat off as you guys kind of come in. You can see he's balding on top, like, where he, like, wears his hat. So he's like... So Mukta told me that you guys have been poking around the ruins. Is that, is that correct? Was it you who awakened Belcora? He says it in a very matter-of-fact way, not judgmental whatsoever. He just is, like, asking curiously. I don't think so. Well, it seems odd. The ruins go undisturbed for hundreds of mostly ignores for hundreds of years. And then the moment somebody starts poking around, suddenly the dead rise and attack our city. That can't be a coincidence. I was thinking the same thing. Ah, like kind of taps his head as he looks at Nilara. Like, see, she gets it. 
Perhaps it is just fate that brought us to help your town at this time. Oh, that is certainly one way to look at it. Uh, the town, right? Helping the town. Yes, yes. Um, he kind of like looks around. He says, well, while you're busy helping the town, I was wondering if maybe we might be able to help each other. As I mentioned to your friend Mukta earlier, uh, I have a fondness of rare tomes and books that I've been wanting to add to my collection. If you happen to come across any of these books while you're in the ruins, like perhaps I can convince you to keep an eye out and I can uh, definitely make it worth your time by paying you handsomely. You can see he's like, he's not a, he's like very like socially inept, but uh, he's trying to like almost ask you guys to like look for books for him basically. I, I can provide you with, with my want list I'll pay handsomely if for their excavation if you can find any of these these titles. Yeah, I look to the group. It, it could help pay for uh, equipment such as the shield. Huh? Oh, that the really good shield. I know yeah. that's I do true. remember the one room. We did see books, so oh, maybe very we should true. get the list. I think that would be uh, not a bad arrangement. So, um... He says, oh, great, great. Uh, one second. I'll, I'll just get that list for you. And then he goes and he um, he picks up like a, a pulls up. He goes to his desk and he's like, ah, ah, here it is. And he starts like pushing papers, pulls out like a, a scroll and like pushes everything off his desk into the drawer and like closes it. And then he's like, it's around here somewhere. Just just one second. Um, he finds like a box that he kind of like puts on his desk. And then um, it, it's like the box is a little bigger than the scroll. And you watch as he kind of like feeds the scroll into the edge of the box and closes it. He takes a blank scroll, rolls it like around like this thin rod and like inserts it above the box. And you guys are all watching this like really weird wizard do his thing. Um, he starts muttering an incantation. And then you hear like a large scraping sound, almost like quill on parchment. And you watch as this blank scroll like kind of unrolls off this rod and you can see like words just appearing like on the scroll. And he's he's essentially photocopying his want list while you guys wait. <laughs> and he kind of comes back and he's like, all right, so here's how it works. And in game terms, this is how it works. He's he's basically looking for certain books and um, he's willing to pay five gold for every bulk of book you find right so there's like a list of books you'll find in certain rooms in the in the gauntlet will have the books he's looking for so if you guys take the time to search the books cross-reference it against his list you can find like x number of bulk of books at a time and then you bring it back to him and he pays five gold for every bulk you bring back that he wants if that it's a little confusing but you know instead of like instead of saying here's like 500 titles it's just it just says here's he wants these amount of bulk and book and you got to find them um but five gold per bulk not nothing to sneeze at um and if you can if you can bring back a total of 12 bulk then you complete his side quest and actually um earn 30 experience but he'll pay as much as you can bring back we'll so see he, what we can do yep and as he's so he's printing out your list in the background he says oh when why this is going maybe new lara right mukta said you might be 
interested in letting me uh, get into that noodle of yours? Uh, just so I can see where the spider, like what happened with the spider. I'm interested. Uh, well, I offered it to him, but he said you were the one that was up close and personal with the thing, and it would definitely be your, you'd be the one I should speak to about it. <laughs> he like smiles, but he like looks back and forth between you and Mukta, like kind of sensing a bit of the tension here. How about not right now? I feel that I don't have enough that would satisfy your curiosity. We're going deeper into the dungeon, so maybe when we come back? Oh, I, maybe I'm not explaining myself. Uh, you know, we were discussing, me and Mukta, like where the spider came from, like what was happening with the light, like what was it doing? And uh, I was looking at the corpse and it was very very interesting it's definitely not from this region or anywhere native to this region so where did it come from it just appeared and i was just hoping to like just get a glimpse into like a minute of your life like that minute when it spawned so i can just confirm my suspicions of what happened am i taller than him oh yeah okay i'm gonna bend down a little bit and look him in the eye uh-huh. as long as you promise that it's only a minute if you go anywhere else past that, I'm going to hit you. Oh. Quietly, I say. Make make an intimidation check. It's my privacy, sir. <laughs> There's like a gulp. <laughs> Ten. It's enough to shake him, but not enough to like really like completely like like stop him from being like this like pressing too hard um so he kind of like misses your i think he just entirely like goes over his head that you're actually threatening him and he's like oh of course of course no no don't don't worry it's just let me show you and he's like i have it around here somewhere and he's like on his desk again with the like laser printer copying his thing and he just pulls out like a potion right it's like a little potion he has and he he hands over he says this is how it works this is a, a potion which is known as a potion of shared memories. So all you have to do is take this and think really hard about that moment. Everything you saw, everything you felt, the moment the spider appeared, the Scalathrax. And that will capture that minute into the potion and then when I drink it, I'll, I'll it'll be like my own memory from that point. Now if we're gonna do business together, you should trust me. And he like holds out the, the potion. Trust isn't earned just by asking. Whatever information you glean from this thing that we're going to do, I hope you share it because we're also trying to figure things out. Agreeable. And three gold. Deal. All right. I gulp it down. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. So you gulp it down. You like take the lid off. Does it? Okay. I mean, the way he described the potion work is not at all how you're doing it. So, like, does anyone want to <laughs> stop Nulara, or do you guys just want to he let her, like, open down? <laughs> he starts doing it. He's like, well, you can see, like, he wants to say something right as you, like, put it to your lips. Ah, uh, just no, 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 no. Remember, you have to hold it to your forehead and concentrate on that minute. Ah, uh, all right, here. Spider. He, like, you see, like, he makes eye contacts with Clovis for just a second. And then he just kind of gives like a rolling of the eyes and like kind of like a like, oh, my God, can you believe this one kind of thing? And like you are kind of confused as to why he picked you out of the crowd, Clovis. Mm. I just give him a little smile. Mm-hmm. 
So you hold the potion to your forehead, and what do you do? You just concentrate on. I mean, you can give him any minute of your history that you want. Whatever you concentrate is what he will experience when he drinks it. I give him the minute. That entire battle was a minute, but I'll focus on the light and how mm -hmm. there was a moment when, on the corner of my eye, I saw Mukta hiding behind the trees, and then. Halarmony and I followed suit because the the big glowing light was heading towards us. Mm -hmm. And then um and then I look to my right and then I see Clovis right in front of the the big spider that just came out of nowhere and how Clovis was running away and then we started fighting the spider and the poison that that was coming out of the spider and how it hit everyone well not everyone like Clovis and I and then right. how it died. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, from the, from when it spawned to when it died, it was definitely less than a minute, right? That whole thing. It's probably about a minute of memories. So you concentrate, and when you, like, open your eyes, you can see that the inside of this potion bottle is glowing, and there's, like, f uh, little strands of, like, silvery glow just pulsing, like, in the potion. And you can see him, like, almost, like, really excitedly, like, uh, like waiting for it, and he, like, holds out his hand, like, for it. Three gold... Oh, right, right. Sorry. Uh, one second. And back to his desk and he's tearing through all the stuff and he pulls out like three gold pieces from like a little pouch, which, you know, Mukta notices for sure is like on the bottom right hand drawer shelf, just like instantly remembering where the gold came from, pulls out that gold and comes over and um, hands you like three pretty shiny gold coins for okay. the potion. I give the potion to him. And then um, at this point, like the printer is like done in the back. And then he goes over and he like rips it off and that like dot matrix printer sound like uh, stops. Like, eh, eh. Uh, he pulls it and he hands you guys a long scroll with like probably 100 to 200 book titles on it. And so he just tells you like if you see anything off this list down there, just bring it to me, please. Yeah, you see him like almost like looking at the potion and then he says, uh, if that'll do, then I will bid you good day and good luck. And he kind of like shoes you towards the door. And uh, I'll, I'll let you know if I learn anything. Please, I would, I'd really appreciate it. So yeah, you get ushered like out the door. He's like, thank, thanks. Like he pushes you out, locks the door. You hear click, click, slide. Like the door just gets locked like crazy behind him. And uh, yeah, go ahead and add three gold to your inventory, Nulara. And then um, as you kind of get pushed out, there's like this, uh, there's like this young woman that's kind of walking by at this point. And then um, she almost like stops and like looks down at her like clipboard she's holding and looks up at you guys and looks down at her clipboard. She says, there you are. I've been looking everywhere for you. Mm, I look to everyone else in the group. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be like looking at any one of you in particular. She looks like she's addressing you guys almost like as a group. She's like young. She looks like she's maybe like 16 years old. It's like, oh, my sorry. My name is Doriana. And she gives you like a like a slight bow. And she's saying, uh. Mayor Osef Menhems requests your presence. Us? You, yeah, the heroes. You are, oh, maybe I should just double check. You guys, the four of you are the ones who saved Otari. Did you not? Stop the uprising, the undead uprising, slayed the Scalathrax. Yep, that is right. It was us. Um, Nalara here was punching these zombies and these fighters. Mokta, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and pull Mukta to the side. What do you say? I need six gold. 
Uh, I only have, let me see. No worries. Uh, here, take, I, I give, I give him two gold. Yeah, I see four gold. Uh, for some reason, all your, your gold's like in your backpack. I don't know, that got moved over, it's weird. <laughs> you can't find it. He's hiding it. Uh, don't forget, we still have seven gold in our trade character that we haven't split up yet, too, so. Kind of community gold sitting there. That's true. There's seven gold sitting there from the. Maybe because it's in my backpack. That's why. Huh. Weird. So as as they're doing that, like uh, Doriana is addressing like Mular and Clovis, and she just says like, uh, "The mayor, he's finishing up a meeting at the Giant's Wheel. If if you could please, like, come with me." And she she says it in a questioning manner, not like a demanding manner. Just like, "Please come with me," like with a question mark. So where are we going? Are we going to the Giant Wheel? The lodging oh, yes. area. The, the mayor is finishing his meeting there. We should be able to catch him at the tail end of it if we hurry. I'm starting to wish we had stayed in the dungeon. <laughs> There's a lot of experience if you just murder all these people. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so she, so as she's saying this, she kind of starts, like, walking and, like, beckoning you to follow her. Do you guys follow her or do you just ignore her? Because like, there's no one with a gun to you. There's no one forcing you. But she's asking you to go see the mayor. So I'll leave it to you guys if you want to. Uh, I I say we go, guys. Let's go. All right. Would you guys be opposed to seeing? Where's Hal and Mukta? <laughs> and we'll come walking back around the corner. What? Well, uh, they're inviting us. Uh, she's inviting us to see the mayor. Apparently, he's looking for us. Clovis is already walking off with Doriana. Yeah, I'm, I'm not waiting. So yeah, I'm already up there with <laughs> oh, her. Oh, he's right like, there with. I'm, uh, I'm a little. Let's go see what they have to say. Okay. Yep. So you kind of like follow her like up, um, you know, the giant's wheel is like, you got to go up out the north side of the town across a bridge. And then there's like a long road that kind of like curves on the other upper end. So you're overlooking the town. Yeah. Like over that way. And you, um, you know, kind of approach. And as you see, there's like a, a large mansion on top of the hill, um, which she is very happy to point out. Like that's where the mayor's family lives. And there's like a big protective fence kind of around it. So you can see it off in the distance. Definitely has like a bunch of guards like kind of posted. And then just up the river, there's like the small river and there's a giant windmill here with like the, the water wheel that's like spinning. And from inside, you can just hear the sound of like blades cutting wood. Even as you approach, it gets very loud out here. And Doriana has to like speak up to kind of give you the tour. Um, and you can see like outside of the uh, the shop, you can see the mayor, the same one that saw you guys the night before, except for he's dressed in his more like regal mayor like clothing. And he's having a um, conversation with a pretty like tough looking man and that Doriana yells and tells you like, that's that's Clorte. He runs the, the mill. And uh, it looks like they're just kind of finishing up their meeting. And you can hear as you get close. So. You hear the mayor and he says, uh, right, well, oh, oh, here come the heroes now. I'll, I'll see you this wheel day. And he kind of like hustles over towards you guys. And uh, the mayor is making his way over to you guys. So what are you guys doing? You're outside the giant's wheel. The big like grind, the big like wheel like pushes the, uh, the, the, the water pushes the wheel. And inside you can hear what sounds like saw blades spinning. That's cutting wood consistently. Do you bow? Should we bow? I bow. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 we don't do that here. Oh, okay. So uh, the mayor kind of comes over to you guys and he walks right up to like uh, Dorian and he says, oh, thank you, my dear. And he gives her like a kiss on the forehead. And then um, he kind of turns and looks at you and says, I take it my daughter wasn't too forceful with you. 
And she's like, oh, no, dad. of course not. Oh, dad, she says playfully before turning back around. And he's like, she's still learning the finer points of politics. Uh, anyways, I'll cut to the chase. We're all busy people, aren't we? The town is, uh, how do you say it, on edge, to put it mildly. After last night, people are going to need a distraction to put them at ease. There's no better distraction than a party. I know it sounds a little unorthodox, but hear me out. The town will host a feast in your honor. Put you front and center. Let the town know that you're here to protect them. It'll raise spirits. <laughs> you're already yelling I'm in before he even gets to the finishing pitch. It's a hero's He's feast. like, great. And he kind of comes over and like uh, puts his hand out to like shake your hand. Halarmony? Is that, do I have that right? That is correct. Halarmony from Diobel. My parents are in Absalom. Uh, one of the lords there hired them to train their students or their children in music and run uh, some of the musical academy. Yes, that is me. I think I've I've I swear I've heard of you. We need to catch up and maybe maybe we might be related in some way. Have you met my daughter? And he's like, like, you know, telling you more about like his daughter and stuff. Um, and then it like turns around like the rest of you. Can I count on your attendance as well? Definitely. I, I can't say no. Hal is going then, of course. Same and here. He kind of comes over towards you, Clovis, and he looks kind of look you up and down. He's like, I don't believe we've met, and I don't think I've gotten your name, good sir. And he holds his hand out to Clovis. My name is Clovis. I shake his hand. Okay. He has like a really like tight grip. And he's like, what's this thing behind you? Oh, this is my familiar. Does... His name is Mushi. Mushi. Well, I'll tell you what, Clovis, make sure Mushi does not get anywhere near that sawmill, okay? Disastrous things could happen. Uh, I will keep him far away. Perfect. And uh, he, like, clasps his hand, like, on your shoulder and it gives you, like, a pat. Like, good man, good man. So? It would uh, be nice to uh, have maybe some time, you have some time to give me a tour of your mill. I, I have time. Are, are you, I mean, I'm a little busy right now, but how about... If you come back tonight at the end of the workday, I, I should be able to give you the tour. It's better to go in when they're not working, you know, the midday. This is like some of the busiest time of the day. So, yeah, let's set something on the books. Doriana, can you put something on the books for tonight? And she's like, sure, Dad, sure. And she like starts penciling in like tour of, you know, the mill. And you can like see her like she just has like the mayor's like time like booked out like crazy. And you get a glance at it, Hal, because you're like chatting with her. It looks like he's doing like a lot of like meet and greet with all the prominent people in town, just going around and trying to boost morale as best he can. Wheel day. Don't forget. Make sure you wear something nice. And uh, that's all he says. Mm -hmm. He kind of walks off. So, okay. As far as, far as time for some shopping. <laughs> yeah. As far as like calendars go, um, I double check, but wheel day is like essentially Wednesday and Sunday is essentially Sunday. So it's Sunday afternoon and the party's Wednesday night. So like three days away. Okay. Oh, okay. So you got some time to, uh, to shop, prepare. So, yeah, we got some time before the party, but that is something that's on the books now for you guys to have your own Heroes Feast. Nice. So? We definitely need to go. Uh, it's been a while since I got some new digs. I need to freshen up. Maybe uh, the color of the young lady's eyes. I make some, have somebody make something. What about you three? I, I don't Maybe I might go to the market and just buy the cleanest thing that I could find. 
It's been a while. I... What's wrong with the robes we're wearing now? Um, yeah, I'm, I've never. Uh, this is pretty much all I've ever worn in my life. Yeah, same here. Al will wrinkle his nose a bit. I will set you straight. I have got it covered for us. Perfect. Perhaps we go shopping now and take a look around. Perhaps you pick out something you like. Bookmark it and note it and say, we need to pick this up uh, first thing Wednesday morning or Tuesday night before we head in. Are we going back to the lighthouse tonight? Mokta, would you be comfortable going to the house tonight? You're still pretty wounded. I mean, if everybody's going, I don't want to miss a party, but me, if you think I should rest, I don't mind. Either way. It might take us a little while to find exactly what we want to wear on Wednesday. I don't want you to miss that party for this other party. So this is how the days go in the week. There's seven days in the week, just like ours. It goes moon day, toil day, wheel day, oath day, fire day, star day, and then Sunday. I mean, uh, today is Sunday. Today is wheel Sunday. day. Wheel day is uh, a little bit off, perhaps, you know. We, we take the, the night off and we go pick out something we want to wear. Yeah. I mean, I'd also like to get to know you guys a little bit better. You've been dying and hitting things and fighting things together, but there's not much of you all that I know, really. I, I'd love to know more if you let me. She is uh, looking at you, Mukta. I wouldn't mind the rest. But first, okay. we go to the market, see what they have. Yep. DM, is there other places other than the market that sell, like, nice clothes? There isn't, like, a named NPC on the books, but I am 100% sure there's, like, a custom tailor here in, in town we can make happen. I think it's funny because you find, like, a, a custom tailor, much like the odd stories, there's, like, this sort of, like, clothes go away no not open to the public kind of thing but uh and upon seeing you guys it's a similar story where the tailor like opens the door but when the door opens you can see the tailor we just constantly get this shot every time we see a camera shot of you guys talking to the tailor the tailor's just out of focus and just off screen you get like a bit of a shoulder but you can't see what they look like or even hear what their voice sounds like so it's a little bit like watching like you know charlie brown with a parent what would you like to get done I would like to get something in the gold and blue. I'm not sure about you, Nilara. What about you, Mukta? And I wrinkle my nose at Clovis a little bit. I'm sure we could find something nice and green for you. Oh, it is the exact color I was thinking, so I appreciate if you help me find something. We are going to be visiting for a party as guests of honor, and we need something really nice. Well, something decently nice. So we don't look like we look. So it doesn't look like we go into uh, dungeons on the on the regular. Understood. Under wah, 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 You know, like understood. Yeah. Uh, now, are you interested in renting or buying? We do have a sort of rental system here where you can, you know, have something not custom made, but at least pick something off the rack, and we can alter it to your size and shape a bit. Then you can. I'm not sure. Very I fancy clothes. Take a really fancy clothes into the depths of these dungeons and get them the the worm juice and guts all over them. That's perhaps we should get something to our fitting, and we can always come back here 
and wear them to other parties and add a flare here and there. Okay. So if if you look at like the Otari market, it has kind of the clothing prices just to give you an idea of what you're looking at. So like ordinary clothing, just like a normal outfit, probably really nice compared to what Clovis is wearing, costs one silver. <laughs> Poor uh, Clovis. <laughs> Fine fine clothing, which is what you would wear, like, you know, to like a fancy dinner party or something like kind of probably what you're looking at getting is uh, two gold in outfit. And then if you want to go the next tier up, it's like high fashion. Fine. That's like what you'd see royalty wearing and such. And those run uh, 55 gold with like imported silk, custom embroidery, stuff like that. That is a complete waste of money. So you could probably I, use the high, the fine gold as like a baseline, and if you want to like customize it to be even fancier, you could probably fall in that range somewhere. You know, I do not think we want to uh, overshadow Zimer and his beautiful daughter. Uh, perhaps we just get something between decent closing and nice closing. They uh, something around four gold for all of us, one gold apiece. I will take care of it. No worries. I can give a gold. Nope. You need to save that for the shield. You keep me alive. Who you're looking at, like a one gold outfit, you said? Yeah. A, a notch below, like, fine clothing. It, it basically would be, like, probably looking at, like, last season's fashion almost, you know, like stuff that didn't sell last season, but it's still pretty nice. It's just you're going to be, like, those that are really high fashion will, like, look down their nose at you, but the people below you will think it's really nice, right? Good we are a, a party of the people. We we save the people, so we should be somewhat uh, in line with the people, but looking a little better. We don't want to. I mean, at least you, Nilara. We don't want you over, you know, shadowing the people who are putting on the party. And we have to look at like we're you know going to places and doing things because we are going places and doing things. So there's this little montage of like the tailor getting out the tape and they have like the assistants with them and like holding you guys out, like T posing and measuring your inseam and your height and like, you know, your, your waist and stuff like that. But like they ask for you, you're getting too close. Yeah. You're wearing like armor. So they ask for you have to like take your armor off just so they can even measure you. So there's like a, a little cut of like Nulara, like, you know, being like, what do you, you say that you say you're getting a little too close and like, kind of like resist or what? No, I just jump a little bit and say, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, we're just, we need to get your measurements to make sure the clothes fit. You can't do, but is this normal, hell? Of course. They need to make sure it looks good on you. When you walk down, you strut between all the people, waving your little wave. Of course. Watch the tail, buddy. Watch the tail. Uh-huh. Yeah, the camera pans over to Mukta. <laughs> what does that look like when they're trying to, like, measure you? <laughs> like they I think they're like they're like kind of not sure they're like asking like do you want it like like on all fours or are you on twos like do you what do you do with the tail like one of them's measuring you the length of your tail to like it's just I guess decorate I don't know I'll be standing on I won't be on all fours this time but right they do you tell them to make sure to tailor it so that it can like accommodate like running on all fours though or do you yeah. want to like be proper so like walking on uh, two legs Hal, how much? I lean over to Hal. Uh, how much is this going to cost? I gave you the rest of my gold. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I will. Uh, why? I don't recall you giving me the gold. Uh, 
I never took it from you, but don't worry about the, the outfit. I'll take care of it. That ring paid for it twice over. And the camera from this point pans back away from you two to like Clovis. And you see like, uh, like one of them is like holding their nose as they're trying to like measure Clovis. Like, uh, like there's just like this waft of like stench baked into your clothes by now, Clovis. Probably helps mask you in the forest. But like the camera is showing them measuring you all that stuff, right? And then the camera like tilts down and you can watch as like one of the, like this little kid is actually measuring uh, Mushi as well. Nice. That's so cute. We may, uh, we may need to take a, uh, some type of bath or shower before. They said, well, we could always just, you know, try washing your clothes maybe, sir. Uh, okay. What does Clovis normally wear, anyways? Because we're making fun of him, but like, what does Clovis wear? And it's like, like, what is his outfit? He has one outfit, I assume. So, what is it? Uh, that is a good question. Maybe as they're like, it's, it's, we thought it was an outfit this whole time. It was just a layer of caked on mud. Yeah, that's like all like it washed, is. It like gets washed off. Some animal skin, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, there's this whole montage of you guys getting your outfits tailored. Um, does anyone have like does anyone have like do you guys want to describe what to the tailor um like what you want it to look like if you guys have something in mind i know nulara does of course it's it. going to be blue uh tops and bottoms the blue kind of lighter almost the same color of my eyes and it's going to have gold trim around it it's going to have a three-quarter length coat um well not really a coat you know the I see those guys when they do the orchestra thing and then they get things ready to the, the length of their the tails on their coat like that and then kind of a longer cloak over it and uh, some some nice shoes uh, obviously better than these covered in uh, worm guts that's how I would like so like um, you describe like this grand sort of like plan for the outfit you have and they're like nodding along with you one of them like leans over to the other one and it's just like does he know he only paid one gold? Don't worry about it. We'll just pull some old... We'll, we have a bunch of stuff in the back. We can make it work. We'll just, you know, improvise. And then they, like, nod at each other and go back... And you just go back to you, like, giving this grand plan for your outfit. Yep. <laughs> Anyone else? Beaming all the while. Uh, yeah. I want a white robe with some beige uh, sides, brown trim with a white hood, with beige, and if no one can overhear, Mukta's pretty much just describing the exact outfit that he's wearing, because he doesn't really know what he should be telling his people. <laughs> like, oh wow, Mukta, you really know what you want. I don't even know about these trips and stuff. There's that moment between the two tailors, like, looking at each other like, uh, right, I got, I know just what you want, sir. It's like the same thing you're wearing. Uh, um, Mukta sees nothing wrong with this outfit, so <laughs> <laughs> it'd just be cleaner, a newer, nicer, cleaner room. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then, like, there's a little kid that like pulls at your like the bottom of your mud-soaked cloak, Clovis. So hopefully, it's mud. And you look down, and then the little kid's like looking up at you, and like, "What should I?" Mom said I can dress dress this thing. So what should I make? Make him a just a little green robe, the little hood on it for him, please. I can do that. I can do that. And like you watch as the little kid starts sketching out like a little tiny 
robe size thing and like shows you a drawing and I mean, it's a little kid, but you can see it looks like a picture of Mushi kind of wearing like a, a cloak like over the top of his head with like the sleeves and the little branches kind of coming off the end of the, the sleeves like like this. Perfect. Very nice. I like it. And then runs off and starts, you know, making preparations to make that. So you guys burn about like an hour or so, like getting fitted and ready for the, the tailor. And then uh, what next? You guys just gonna you guys overall right like i think the plan is to like long rest or not they don't call it long rest they call it uh take a rest and make your daily preparations and uh the mm -hmm. plan is not to go back to the ruins until you get a chance to get all your resources back right yes okay yeah i think it'd be smart so i think we crossfade from the uh the tailor kind of shop to uh probably sitting back at the uh rowdy rockfish right there's a big roaring like fire in the hearth some music filling the air, presumably Hal probably like filling it because there's no music unless Hal's playing. And it's a chance for you guys to sort of yep. like sit around with each other and I guess talk, reflect, figure out your next step. What does that scene look like? Now, now would this be the time? When, when do I have my uh, mm. appointment with the mayor? We can do that first. I think that makes sense because it was like at the end of the day before night. Yeah. yeah, I mean, or you can just fast forward and just kind of go through it. No, no, I mean, we, I just want to. It'd be like a little, it's part of the montage, right? So we get like a scene of like Clovis. So like, you know, it's time for Clovis to have this meeting. Are you going alone, Clovis? Or are you inviting everyone else? Um, yeah, I'll invite whoever wants to go or, you know, they don't have to. Anybody who's interested in seeing the uh, the mill. I'll go with you, Clovis. Already. New Lara goes to Mukta Hall. Oh, music yeah. man make a group trip come see what kids want to come see what makes this town this town sure of course uh is the young lady going to be there i mean i will go with you <laughs> she um she lives there so maybe we might get lucky or you might get lucky sorry so you guys kind of like leave uh, the tailor, leave the writing office, and there's like um, the mayor is like kind of like waiting for you, um, like outside of the uh, the giant's wheel. So he like his house is like off in the distance. Much to your like dismay, like Dorian does meet with him. It's just like the mayor, and he's dressed less formally than he was earlier, more like relaxed wear, and he like very enthusiastically shakes each one of your hands one by one. Um, just says like you know if you guys need anything anything we can do to like help out let us know you, you look like he's about to say something and he does you can like see him like pause a little too long and then stops and just like puts on the smiley face and says like, like come this way let's let's go introduce you to uh clorte and so clorte is like this pretty buff dude he's got a uh, a scar like down the side of his face you can tell he's got muscles, but under the like over the muscles, he's got like a layer of like fat, like he's let himself go. And uh, what the mayor says is like, you know, Clorte used to be a famous gladiator. Do any of you ever follow the uh, any of the battle circuits? About 20 years ago, he was known as the lumberjacker. He used to fight with two hatchets, the whole thing. No, that's OK. He's famous well, in certain circles. I've never heard of him. <laughs> Anyways, retired. Uh, we trust him to uh, keep things running smoothly here. He likes his uh, safety first, and there's like a he hands you all like uh, almost like headphones and like a pair of like uh, glasses, like visors to put over your face. Says you know there'll be shards everywhere. You don't want to uh, risk losing an eye like Clorte did. 
Yeah, then they, they kind of bring you into the uh, the mill. And you can see, once you get inside, it's, it's actually like a pretty interesting marvel of like technology. So you see outside of the, uh, the mill where the wheel turns, and then in the middle of this room, the movement of that wheel outside actually does two things. One, it spins like this, this giant blade that is probably a good 10 plus feet tall. On one side of the room, you see like a little like water trough where like there's just giant trees like kind of backed up. And the men sort of like use these like hooks and take four men to pick up the log, bring it over to the table, and they kind of like push it very like guide it across the blade and the blade like splits the wood like right in half. And then they will like kind of take it back and run it through and cut it down into these smaller pieces. And as they're doing so, all you hear is like, you know, like it's loud and you can't even have much of a conversation. The mayor doesn't even try to talk. He just lets you guys kind of watch what's going on. And when they're done, they sort of pick up these like large pieces of wood. And there is like a conveyor belt on the other end of the workshop. Part of the wheel that turns actually spins this like sort of like leather strip of conveyor belt and they put the um the wood like on the conveyor belt and it gets carried off out of the side of the shop and as you like eyes look past like the like flaps as it pushes you can see that this conveyor belt takes it all the way across to the um the edge of the cliff where there's like another smaller building sort of at the end and it's this sort of like constant cutting shaping and uh this is what gives the town of Otari, it's like primary resource and jobs and money is the invention of this wheel. It's unlike anything you guys have ever seen in your time, even in Absalom, who's pretty advanced. Al, like this is it's pretty up there. And so he, the mayor kind of shows you and watches you guys for a bit um, and then brings you back outside where it's a little quieter and is able to like kind of like say it's so what do you think? Pretty exciting, right? It's what allows us to uh, to kind of pull ourselves up and thrive and be the number one exporter in the region of uh, lumber taken all over the world and and used to build things. I think it's uh, fantastic. You know, we work it around the clock. There's three lumber families in this town. We're all share one resource. So, you know, we uh, know there's enough to go around, uh, you know, occasionally maybe we like to to flex our muscles a bit. And I will say that being the mayor kind of helps win some of those arguments sometimes. And he smiles. But I try to keep my private life and my public service completely separate from each other as much as I can. How are you able to attain this technology? I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Oh, just some good old ingenuity. By you? Oh, my ancestors. I don't know if you've heard, but um, as the mayor of this town, my name goes back all the way to the Rose Guard, in fact. The Rose Guard that uh, defeated Belcora? That's right. That was my great, 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 great grandfather. Did you perhaps have maybe some, you know, stories or things that were passed on in your family that you could share with us about the last time the Rose Guard was I, I take it back. It was, grand, it was actually his grandmother. The Menhems was, uh, he, he, his, her name was Asafina. Asefna? I never said it out loud. Asefna Menhem. Um, and he's like, well... If you're really interested, uh, you could always stop by the museum. Is that the same as the library? Oh, no, 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 the museum. And he, like, motions back behind him at, like, his house. 
you know, like right off in the distance. And he's like, we, you know, that house is much bigger than we need. So we've converted the whole West Wing into a museum on the history of this town. I think that is a good second half of the today. <laughs> Can I'm we sure get there's a, something a guide or an escort? I'm uh, sorry, Larry. I mean, I'm sure there's something that your grandmother told you that's not in that museum. Well, I have her... I still have her holy symbol. Like, you know, I never... I never actually got to meet them face to face. That was 500 years ago. You know, like, things oh. have changed quite a bit in those 500 years. But I can tell you the, the legend, the stories. The fact that, like, the town was named after their really close friend who gave his life defeating Belcora. He owned the cooperative blade, yeah? Um, you, you're talking about, he like kind of wrinkled his nose. He says you're talking about blades for glades? No, the cooperative blade, the blade that's in the library. By the way, the oh, lady in there says that it's safe. <laughs> yes, thank you. She's She means well, but she doesn't have a lot of the social skills that you might need in such a delicate situation as we find ourselves in. That's why I'm mayor, and she's just, you know, a cleric. But no, no, the cooperative blade is actually mine, yes. My family retrieved it, you know, about 20, 30 years ago. Been missing until we were lucky enough to get our hands on it. In fact, it's kind of my lucky charm. It's kind of the town's like a charm, but partly why everyone votes for me in the elections, because I control the blade and I can give the town good fortune. I'm sorry, you control the blade? It's my property. I, I allow it to be on display at the library to kind of boost town's morale, but the blade is mine. Like it has powers? Uh, I mean... We've never really, if anyone asks, he like leans in quietly, right? If anyone asks, yes, the blade has powers, but not the kind of powers that maybe actually bring good luck. It doesn't bend reality to our whims. It's just a finely made sword carried by one of the Rose Guard long ago. Sure, a placebo mm. effect. Yeah. yeah. And this uh, person was your grandmother? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. There's a little bit of confusion. My grandmother was named Esafina Menhems, and she was the healer. So she didn't care. She was like the cleric. She didn't really carry the blade. This blade belonged to Val Rajani, the uh, the fighter of the group, like the, the one who wielded the big blades, you know, carried the weaponry, got him out of some tight jams. But uh, oh, no, no, no. This blade does not belong to me by, like... Um, Birth it just belongs. Yeah, it belongs to me because I helped fund it. its recovery. Yes, yes, mm. indeed. This uh, Johnny sounds like you, Nolara, uh, saving the group from much worse. Perhaps you know you can. Uh, once we're done here, or at least everything is taken care of, maybe they take your blade and put it in the museum or at the library. It could take the, Boss Scrag's trident. The trident. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Yeah. He, he does, like, you know, say, yeah, like, you know, I would be more than happy to accommodate such a request. If you, if you would be interested in handing it over, we could put it on display. The uh, the trident that saved Otari. Does it have a cool name? Boss Crag's trident. Might need to workshop that. 
and <laughs> yeah, Nulara. It should be like something like, you know, the Night Wish of Nulara, or something like that that has your name on it. You know, I like uh, it. as opposed to the Ghost Puncher Blade or Trident. Not so much. You see Nulara kind of sinking into herself. She's getting shy. <laughs> no, it's, it's, there's there's so many things about this gauntlet that's just. It's so many missing pieces, and it, it's very hard to find information about it. It, it feels like every time we ask specifics, we, we, we just keep getting passed to, to someone else or somewhere else, and those people or those places aren't really giving us any answers. We're, we're, we're well, being asked to to go to to this to to whatever's underneath this gauntlet, and right now there's this expectation that we'll save Atari. But at the same time, we don't really know who's behind it. Would you have an idea or are, is there anything from the stories that you've heard since you've lived here for so long that would give us an idea on what might be causing this? Because it's just, it's so weird. It, it is weird. You know, people are convinced that Bokora has returned. I don't want to believe that. It would make my life much easier if that wasn't true. But in the back of my mind, hearing those stories about how my grandmother helped defeat her, maybe she is back. Maybe maybe she was never defeated in the first place. So is it true that you have not seen zombies, ghosts, anything like this until... Oh, no. Atari is a very... My two friends over here uh, went into the lighthouse. Yeah, Atari is a very quiet, relatively peaceful place. You know, we stalk adventurers as they head out, but never do we see such dangers on our doorstep. Very rarely do we see such dangers on our doorstep. There was a, about three months ago, we had some kobold issues, but a group of adventurers cleared them out from below our city and saved us. That's about the height mm. of excitement. If I was to be believed, there was mm. an actual dragon beneath our town, but uh, I'm sure just more tall tales. But uh, I am sorry. Nular, I do not have answers. In fact, uh, not to put you guys on the spot, but I was kind of hoping I could count on you four for answers. Now, you say you were hired, or someone asked you to look into the the ruins. Ah, uh, yes, there was a, <laughs> there was a postage um, asking for adventurers willing to take a look at the gauntlet because it started glowing. And who funded such an operation? Uh, the lady at the uh, shop, uh, the wonder shop, the wonderful shop, Rin's Wonders. Mm, Rin. Ah, uh, yes, I should have known. She's a bit of an odd one, isn't she? But you can say that two times. She's a bit of an odd one, isn't she? Oh, you do not like my... Most people laugh at my jokes. <laughs> oh. But I'm interested in making a more formal agreement. Look, I'll be, I'll be frank with you. The people around here are scared. What happened last night, we don't understand it. Now, if there's anyone in this town equipped to make sure that that tower does not light up again, it's you four. So here's my proposal. I put you on the town's payroll. I'll pay you 50 gold each if you can make sure that that tower does not light up again. And then... I can tell everyone that you're working for me and that they are safe. And 
that should help ease some of the tension. 50 gold must be something to you guys, right? Uh, of course, but if, you have to understand. I mean, we don't know what made the light go out bright in the graveyard or from the lighthouse itself. I mean, we've gone there a couple times so far, been into some fans and worms and stuff like that. But I mean, when the light, when the night comes, the light goes on or cannot guarantee, you know, say here in the next three or four hours that the light will not be on. And then what, you know, do you really we aren't able to do you fulfill really your might come back on tonight? He kind of like, shift like looks around a little nervous like i made a lot of promises today that this wasn't going to happen again do you have any reason to think it will I, I have no reason to think it will but it was on the last night or the night before last and uh it might come on tonight we, i don't know i wasn't up there to look at it fair enough well then i guess maybe i could convince you to get a move on it I mean I'd hate I'm really looking to offer people some sort of hope here of course and that's why we answered the call all the way from the Obel. I mean you know that's a long trek on foot it is but new Lara our new friends here Clovis and Mukta we are doing what we can obviously we did a little bit more beating the Skellerex Skellerex fighter cracks mm. that guy <laughs> and uh, the zombies so, of course, we will be doing what we can, but, I mean, we want to get there sooner rather than later. But, of course, we need to, you know, outfit for the party on Wednesday. Of course. I, I just, I'd like to formalize this agreement so that by the time the party rolls around, we can make the big announcement. So, if you need time to think about it, I understand. I think it's a good idea. It gives us a couple of days, yeah? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And if there's anything, so, you know, any place else I can take you to show you that might sway your interest, and he kind of looked at you, Clovis, let me know. I will let you know. Right. Are we been quiet and just kind of trying to get a read on him. Okay. Yeah, you can do a perception check to see if you can get like a read on his modus. Let's go, Mukta. I don't like him either. You can do it. 20. Not bad. Woo! Oh, yeah. I, it, you roll the secret roll, but I'll just tell you. Yeah. I'll show you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so the 20, he's definitely playing the role of like a politician here and he is trying like you don't there's no sense of like deception here or hiding anything. He really is coming from a place of worry and he really genuinely seems to to be trying to find some way to kind of like placate his town and, and make sure that they still really ultimately it comes down to this. He want he wants to make everything about him and that he brought the heroes to the town that he saved everyone and he's the one that hired you he's putting himself in a position to not only protect the town one but make himself look good at the end of it is really what it comes down to you don't you don't believe there's anything shady going on with him other than he's a politician and he's yeah he's he, he yeah. sees an opportunity <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly all right then for for me is there anything that that i see that you know, I know I'm not necessarily looking for anything particular that would just jump out at me. Uh, why don't you give me a perception check as well? Public or private? Either one. You can do a private one, and then well, I'll probably just tell you what the what it is, anyways. Okay. I guess so. No, you did. I think so. Oh, okay. Oh no, you did a. So I think you did a private. So I think you and me can see the results, but nobody else. Oh, I gotcha. And then there's another level which is like private to everyone except for me. 
So I'll go ahead and reveal it to everyone with a 21. So as you kind of do the tour of the giant's wheel and keep your eye open and watch all this stuff, I think the thing that jumps out to you the most is this whole operation has like a singular main point of failure. And that would be the wheel itself. And if you were able to find a way to somehow permanently disable or destroy that wheel, it would go a long way into you accomplishing your goals. All right. Secondly, the other thing that maybe you've learned now that you've seen it up close and personal is the conveyor belt contraption that takes the trees to the edge of the cliff and drops it. It's it's just like this sort of like a leather cowhide sort of thing stitched together. Um, it would take them a very long time to re... Like if they had to rebuild that from scratch, that would take a long time. So if you were somehow to like cut it and like remove it and steal it without anyone noticing, that would also probably delay them quite a bit. Perfect. That's what you pick up on your tour. And everyone else is like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Very interesting. Um, uh, Mayor, it, it's, uh, it was a pleasure uh, meeting you, but um, I don't know about the rest of my companions, but I'm personally hungry and I'd, I'd like to, if, if, if it's okay, I'd like to excuse myself. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, Do not let me keep you here. One last question for me. Uh, do you perhaps have a card and percent like a discount or I can, you know, we're going to need some equipment to make sure that this is taken care of, particularly if we have to find Valkora um, and, you know, some of the some of the stores in the in the area. I know they have to make a living, but we want to keep mm-hmm. them alive. So perhaps they can, you know, you can put in a word for us. Hey, give this group percent off anything they want. It's certainly possible. Maybe when you come back and we can formalize this agreement, I'll be willing to more formally put in a word for you in the right places. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Very good. I just can do, you know, can do. Then in that case, you know, when the time comes, I will see to it. Okay. So um, look around awkwardly in the formal setting of politicians and say, uh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. So that leaves Alan Nulara. And then I guess the Mukden composer, they like the last two. And he's like looking at you two expectantly, like, what shall we do? Thank you, Mayor. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> Mukta, you and me, buddy. I uh, I got the rest. I took quite the beating um, earlier today. Do you understand? Oh, oh I, I, definitely understandable. Uh, be safe. Of course. Yeah, and then you kind of excuse yourself. And then we fade back to you guys at the Rowdy Rockfish again. I don't know. I don't like him. Uh, he's a bit of an ass, but look, while you were talking, I tried to get a good read. You know, part of my job in the caravans, part of security. Yeah. Um, you ha- We have to know who we're trading with. He's a politician, of course, but... Uh, other than seeing an opportunity to strengthen his own image, he means well, I think. But the, th- how do you guys feel about him parading us? 
means that is okay. I think that's a good thing. Perhaps they can know and people know of us and they want to help us because we're going to have them and maybe it saves some money. You can get that shield or, you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, I mean, that worm we fought was a huge, well, he was big uh, and he crushed your shield. Would be nice to have a stronger shield where it wouldn't crash against you. Perhaps you wouldn't fall down again. That's true, but at the expense of turning our backs to Rin? I, I, you can parade us around. I mean, Rin wants to know what is going on. She wants information. She wants some of the things that we bring back. Are we still, uh, we still bring her information? I'm sorry, Just what, get, Clovis? Get, so we still give her, uh, we can still bring her information, but we, uh, we get paid by the mayor. Like spies. Yes, you like guys spies. want another round of, of ale? I, the, I, I'll, I'll get The one. camera pans across you guys a little bit, like right past, like you're like an expires and it passes past New Lara, just right over Mukta and hangs on Mukta for just a little too long before panning past. Ooh. <laughs> I just want to make you guys Mukta, paranoid against you... each other. Mukta, <laughs> <laughs> you said that you, you've ran security um, before. Have you ever ran security for really high profile people? Or do you have to kill me before you let that information out? Ah, well, you know, we usually work with the caravans, making sure that um, testing their security and their own guards, making sure there's no weak spots. Occasionally, if a important diplomat maybe um, came through, then we might, I might help escort, but I wouldn't say anybody... Too important, you know. Hmm. <laughs> and then, like, I kind of stare a little longer at Mukta. Interesting. Is it far? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but I'm assuming the where where you're from is far from here. Ah, Katapesh, it is. <laughs> uh, it's across the sea. Oh, you've traveled far then. Indeed, I was, um, I was hired by a friend of mine to, you know, uh, escort one of his caravans along, uh, through Katapesh, uh, and also board the ship, make sure that, uh, nothing happened once it got to Otari here, and then, uh, I told him I'd be taking a little bit of time, you know. I come through Otari every once in a while, but I never stay more than a night. As I usually go back with the caravans, but this time I decided to stay a bit longer, see the sights. It's been uh, uh, quite some sights, I'll tell you what. And uh, he's like rotating his, his, his arm and his shoulder. <laughs> and then uh, uh, an unexpected detour. For well, I had no plans really. Um, Living in the sands, you have to shift your path in what was what in front of you. So, did you have horses in the desert? Ah, uh, of course. Um, I personally did not use them. Um, they're hmm. a bit big. <laughs> uh, did you, did you give them names in the desert? Ah, uh, usually I rode on the horse with no names. So, <laughs> I see. Interesting. I'm not much for horseback myself. Of course, it's hard to play when you're trying to hang on. Of course. 
Also, interestingly, oh. what I put it in chat. I don't know if you guys saw it, but if you if you go to full hit points and then rest for ten minutes, you lose your wounded condition automatically. So that means by now, Mukta, you wouldn't have wounded anymore. Ooh, nice. very nice. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I never I up, like, oh, who needs the rest? Let's go fight again. I, I never <laughs> noticed that uh, that uh, clause before. Well, I mean, I, I need a rest. I would like to be able to play my music and the nerves of Nulara and Mukta in the same day. Uh, I need to relax to be able to do that. But where are you from, Clovis? Mukta shared. You shared. I, am, I am from the forest. The forest I, around uh, here? Yes, uh, just on the other side of Atari. I grew up in a city when I was younger and, uh, you know, didn't, didn't like the city life and people and Ended up just venturing out in the forest, and I, I liked it, and I, you know, lived out there since. You went to uh, been to a big city or just a small city like this? Have you been to like Absalom or Diobel? I mean, those places. Well, they can be dirty in areas. They have just some amazing places. The art and the theater there is quite impressive. If that's what you like. Yeah, I just um. Got really tired of the bad, you know, there's too many bad people in the city I was in. But uh, I have not visited there. Maybe, uh, maybe one day I will go look at the arts, of course. I and do, I will introduce you to the forest and my and, and the nature is uh, I am just one with my nature, I, I enjoy it. Uh, perhaps we can uh, go to DML one day and I can introduce you to uh, Caroline. I mean, if everything works out, of course. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. Uh, yeah, that sounds like that could be fun. Were you um? It's Caroline, as I take a, a mighty sip fine. Of my ale. Uh, were you satisfied with your trip, with our field trip with the mayor? Yes, I was. Uh, oh. I'm happy you guys went with me. Very interesting uh, operation. He's, I just don't like him. He finds the sword. He has this advanced technology. He wants to parade us. And he has no stories to share. That was yeah. weird for me. I mean, I know. everybody's got the story to share, even if you embellish it a little bit. Not that I would ever do that. Especially from someone whose ancestors were literally, apparently, the heroes of this town. You'd think they'd have, you know, the secrets, but... <laughs> yeah, something, something not right with that. And did you see how how he looked when 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 we got there the first time i don't know if you guys saw it too but it looked like he he wanted to say something but he just he didn't so i don't yeah. i don't know i find those kinds of people always have something to say regardless if they say it or not i mean he was pretty rude against ren so who's to say he's not talking shit about us behind our backs yeah. i mean it'd be uh that wouldn't not be good in his favor i have Traveled the lands, telling the stories. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm I'm coming of age. My birthday is was last week, so my voice oh. to crack a little bit. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy birthday! So, I mean, perhaps you know, maybe he's going to have, you know, do you wonder? Maybe he's doing, and I look around, make sure nobody's paying attention. Perhaps he's coming with this story, or he has something to do is going on. I mean, is he supposed to be re-elected soon, or maybe it's his, you know, his way to say, "Look at me, saves the town. I am the best. I hired the best people," and you know, 
look at me. Watch for me. And then he goes back and tells his, you know, grandmother Belcora that, you know, she's no longer, uh, you know, go back to sleep, whatever. I don't know. That's a really interesting angle. So here in the tavern, right? You guys were here the night before. It was, there's not a lot of people, but still some other people hanging out in here. As you're having this conversation, you kind of are realizing you guys are the only patrons even in this place. The rest of this place is like a ghost town and your voice carries a little more than usual. So Brelda Vankervel, the like the dwarven barkeep who runs this place, she does kind of confirm your suspicions in a way when she does point out what well, you're not entirely wrong. There is an election next month for mayor. Mm, interesting. And of course, Hal's being like super over extravagant and, you know, talking with his hands really loud as he gets more excited. I wasn't trying to be quiet. Uh, next next month, uh, when was the last time he got elected? Anything uh, weird to go on then? It's it's a yearly thing. I, most people don't bother to run against him because he's kind of, you know, well-liked around here. Occasionally, you know, someone might get a bug under their butt and think that they deserve to be mayor or want to be mayor but most people here are happy with with the mayor the only person who consistently runs against him is uh is uh the blacksmith i don't know if you've met him um carmen carmen rajani the descendant of rajani? Rajani? rajani yeah carmen yeah, yeah. The, of those rajanis mm. yes yes what Oh, yeah. But, you know, sometimes the apple falls very far from the tree, I must say. Did but, he you know, he, he ran the last three years. Oh, sorry. Four years in a row against the mayor. And he's tried different strategies each time. It's, it's kind of funny to watch, but, you know, no one votes for him. I give Nulara the side eye. I mean, he has some nice equipment. Maybe we have a conversation with him before we head out tomorrow, before we meet with the mayor. And I mean, that's a slippery slope. I mean, my parents say stay out of politics, but it looks like we're already in it. I'm thinking, you know, if we get on the side of Rajani, he can help outfit our party to get to the bottom of this. But we might lose face with the mayor. Maybe we can postpone it for a week that we have to party. Yeah, I think when it comes to the party, we... The ball is definitely on our court, because he needs us more than we need him. Get the feel of both of them. Get the lay of the land. Don't mm. commit, maybe, and then... I had no idea he was a Rajani. That changes a lot of things. Yeah. Not only is he a Rajani, but, like, the real thing, now that you're kind of putting these pieces together, that becomes very obvious is, like the blade that like the mayor owns and puts on display in the library like is the blade that like descended yeah. from his bloodline yeah oh wow like uh, I one of another, the <laughs> i chug my ale yeah one of the things that um Bralda, she points out is like you know two two years ago carmen just kind of came out and like spent the entire election viciously attacking the mayor about every decision he made. And uh, at, at, you know, when he first ran, we thought it was cute. And then the more he kept running and the more vicious he got, the more we realized it was a uh, not a great idea. Like he doesn't come off as a very friendly sort of chap, you know, if you know what I'm saying. So if you guys are thinking about maybe throwing your hat in that ring just know you got quite an uphill battle ahead of you 
uh, that man is, uh, well, there's a reason, you know, he doesn't have a position of power here. From what I understand, he, he owes more money to uh, Yinya's Mara than uh, just about anyone around here. Always racking up debts over at the uh, Crook's Nook. I'll give Mukta a side eye about Crook's Nook. Maybe you anyway, can find something I didn't out. mean to interrupt your conversation. Can I get you anything else to eat or drink? As she, like, continues to serve you guys food and drinks for free. Uh, can I please get another round of ale here? Yeah. She brings another round of the just okay ale. Okay, so... Wow. But... Talking about the godlight, though, and I know we've been pushing it back, but I think maybe we really need to head there at night and see what the heck is behind that thing when the sun is down. So tomorrow night sounds like, yeah, yeah, so that you guys can okay. reset, regain your your magic. Agreed. I mean, perhaps we uh, head out tomorrow, speak with Rin, find out why the Mary doesn't like. And then uh, speak with this uh, Rajani and uh, find out what he thinks about, you know, the mayor and his sword being in the library and if he's going to run again. And, you know, maybe we can be the, the person behind the campaign if we choose to go on his side. Mm. Maybe he's just misunderstood because he's drunk all the time. I mean, I mm, no. Mukta, by the way, should I call you Sir Mukta now, since you handled diplomats before? Holy God, no need for formalities. I feel like you're selling yourself short, but okay. Yeah, I think this is probably like, you know, unless there's any more pressing things you guys want, we've had a lot of insight into each other, and I think it's probably good time to like, kind of spend the night yep. resting and fast forward to the next day. So you guys can go ahead and take your rest, your long-term rest, which recovers all your hit points, all of your spell slots, uh, focus points. That's probably it, right? Because you, you don't have like alchemy reagents or anything. So, yep. So go ahead and yep. recover all of your resources. Um, this is the, since this is your daily preparations, this is where you can change if you can, like for instance, for Clovis, you can change what spells you have prepared in your three slots, as well as any sort of um, changes to Mushi's attributes as you're familiar that you want to choose and change up. This would be when you do it. Well, technically, when you go to, when you take a long rest, you don't go to full hit points automatically, but you guys have more than enough ways to heal yourselves that it's not an issue. I think you only get your constitution modifier back when you rest or something like that. It's, it's, it's not much. Let's see. As the character regains hit points equal to their constitution modifier multiplied by their level. Oh, okay. So two times whatever your con modifier is, that's how much you get back for sleeping, which isn't much considering healing is so much easier, but there's not too hard to get your hit points back with treat wounds and good berries and soothe or lay on hands. That was called lay on hands. So, uh, oh yeah, so he would he would go up then. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be up before you go back. So, as we kind of like go into the next day, is the plan to go at night? I heard you guys talking about going at night, or is the plan to go in the afternoon again, or in the morning? You said you wanted to spend the morning schmoozing people or talking to more people. Yeah, we would like to uh, go talk to Mr. Uh, Rajani at the yeah. Blades for Glades. Talk to him about his prior mayoral candidacy. That's mm -hmm. words. 
perfect yeah so the night goes by uneventfully it's very quiet and as you guys like are kind of like looking out the windows of the shop the town is always kind of an early to bed early to rise kind of town but even more than usual the whole night nobody's on the street every business has shuttered everyone's staying in people are so worried about what happened the night before nobody wants to take the chance to actually be out on the street in case something happens and it's a little restless as you you kind of like imagine you know the spider appearing out of the thin air and attacking you guys in the blue light and the uncertainty of if this thing is even going to happen again tonight but the whole night passes uneventfully you guys get your rest nothing attacks no zombies no spiders it turns from sunday to the next day which is uh the next day is moon day moon day, moon day. it's a really overcast slightly drizzly day and so you wake up the next morning fully rested fully ready to go and it is possible for you guys to make your way over to the blades for glades where uh vol no sorry carmen rajani vol rajani's descendant is working so you guys go over there walk in yep mm -hmm. you walk in he's like you got the you back with the 360 gold almost uh we want to talk to we want to talk to you, you more about your political endeavors, particularly the mayor. He wants to hire us for some reason and uh, parade us about like, uh, what is it? Uh, paper champions to say these people are going to save us. Um, but we know you come from a true line of champions. Uh, this this like tickles his fancy a bit, right? And he kind of like looks at you and he's, and he's like, what do you mean? You can tell he, he almost... He knows what you're talking about, but he wants to hear you say it out loud. Almost to, like, make himself feel better. Are you the descendant of... I am. Blade belongs to my my bloodline. Passed down from generation to generation to my great-great-great-great-grandfather before he passed. What do you uh, feel about Zemir saying that he is lending it to the library? It's kind of hard to uh, lend something that you don't own in the first place. Is the way I look at it. And you can see him like biting his tongue a bit. Like he wants to like say more, but he's like restraining himself. He's not sure if he's allowed to say more without you know having it come back to bite him in the ass. So uh, I mean, we are all new. Please, Nalara, go ahead. I was just wondering, how did it come to his possession in the first place? They keep saying that they found it. So around 23, 24 years ago, how did your family lose it, Mr. Rajani? Well, unfortunately, the blade has been... The blade had been lost since my... Since Vol, you know, passed away. Hmm. It, it was passed from Vol to his child. And my you know, great, great, great grandfather who uh, depends on which story you hear. Some say it was stolen. Some say it was pawned off. Times were tough. The truth is probably somewhere between the two. He was probably taken advantage of. And with that, our, my birthright was missing. And like the mayor says, he is the one who financed its retrieval so he could add it to his museum. But, uh, why did uh, why did you not finance the retrieval? I don't have the deep pockets that you know the mayor does. I do my best with this shop, but uh, I don't have his resources. 
Mm. So no. you're saying you should sell more of these shields, and you would be have the resources, or that's... he nods. Yeah. Well, I went to the mayor and I told him that sword is my birthright. I offered to buy it off him. I offered. He told me twenty five gold, and the sword was mine. I came back. I saved up twenty five gold. Came back. He says, mm, "I think the price has gone up. Fifty gold." I go back, I save, I come back. Now it's a hundred gold. He's just stringing me along. And he never had an, any intention of selling me that sword. So is this why you, uh, in the last four, three, four years, you went against him in the mayor, mayoral? I can't see the word, uh, Clovis. <laughs> uh, the election that's supposed to happen? Are you going to do this again next week? Next month? What's the point? He motions around. You can see a lot of like posters, some of those like faded posters. The ones on the outside are definitely, you know, faded, but the ones inside aren't as much. You can see like remnants of his older political campaigns. And he just shakes his head and he goes, nobody in this town takes me seriously. Like I've, I've tried everything. I've tried telling the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. I've tried being nice. It almost worked. But he still won by, you know, 60% of the vote to 40. Um, I've tried promising change. I've tried, I, I've tried it all. I'm done with politics. I've, uh, I'm done with politics, yes. So was that, was this sword uh, your catalyst to running against the, the Manhemmen? Manhemmes? Manhemmes. Listen, the mayor he, man. He likes to run around here telling everyone that he's descended from the Rose Guard, that he deserves to be in charge, that he has ties to the founding of this town. Well, so do I, damn it. But nobody takes my claim seriously. I thought maybe if I was to, you know, become mayor, I could show people. He like trails off for a second. And he like shakes his head. He's like, listen, there was four years ago. I was in a really bad spot. I had racked up lots of debt. I had drunk myself into a downward spiral and I was I was a very in a very very bad place. Somebody said the right thing. Somebody told me how ashamed my ancestors would be and they were right. I thought taking mayor would be a step towards redeeming my past. If only life were so easy. You can give me a um, you can give me a perception check to Mukta as this whole conversation is going on. As you're trying to get a read on him. Okay. So um, as as I'll wait till we get to the end of it and I'll tell you what you what you pick up on. Yeah. So, but he he basically tells you he has no intention of actually running for mayor. Mm. If you want to convince him otherwise, you certainly can. But it looks like he's kind of given up on that goal at least personally so uh so you have no opposition of us being the champions of Zamir? i mean not particularly he's got deep pockets make sure he pays you well hmm okay and uh but if if you were to be a candidate of mayor and you were we were your champions i mean that could go a long way in actually allowing us to get to the bottom of what is going on in the lighthouse. Do a 
let's do another make an impression roll. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give a slight, probably, probably like a, a untight bonus because you're uh, you're hitting on a lot of his like um, his like trigger points. Like this, you're you're saying a lot of the right things, but let's see how the roll goes. <clears throat> so you're gonna get a plus two mm-hmm. on top of whatever you roll. Right. Do you want me to like, use my rings performance or no? You can. Yeah, in, in chat they're like, I didn't know Abomination Vaults could be so political, and it's 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 not really designed to be, but it can be. It's kind of interesting. That's the way I I like to run it. So, so, so you 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 put on a nice thing. I sent you a blind roll. Yes, I didn't see oh, it myself. You didn't see it, Russ. Okay, uh, I'll reveal it. But if it's it's pity, I would 24. like to. Okay, not bad. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's good. So you, you put on this thing and um, you kind of like have planted this seed in his mind and for like, you know, for the first time like in his head and he's kind of like, huh. So what you're saying is if we work out some kind of deal, maybe I can get the town on my side again if you endorsed me. I mean, perhaps you should sponsor our adventure into the lighthouse. After all, your ancestor was a hero amongst this same Did he tell you any stories or pass along stories uh, in your family over time about what they faced? Maybe you could help us out. Maybe that's part of the agreement. Like perhaps if you are a sponsor and you provide us <laughs> some gear, we go down there and, you know, uh, in your name and we help you, you know, boost you up politically. It's all, it's, it's just an idea. You can get that scrunchy face off your face. <laughs> So, so he says, I'm sure we can come to some sort of arrangement. Someone else. Perhaps we can start with a small sponsorship. And then when you publicly endorse me, we can bump that up to the next level and say, I can provide you with the shield you were looking for. Not, not the high end shield, but you know, a good entry level shield for your friend here who looks to be quite a tough one and then if I actually become mayor we can maybe get you that prize you had your eye on my finest work the uh the 360 gold shield mm. what, kind of, what do you have I mean in how, how do you see this going people don't like me here I'll, I'll tell you right up people don't like me here well I mean perhaps you should be a little more friendly and, and enjoys yourself and not I tried that. It. I tried that. It didn't work. You said it almost worked, right? <sighs> Perhaps you tried it a little bit harder and be a little bit more friendly and help out a little bit more uh, that they will, you know, you said you owe a lot of money and in a bad place. Okay. So, so good enough. Uh, everybody rises up over time. Uh, perhaps that can be you. But I mean, why are you so bitter? Maybe, maybe you should uh, take a uh, uh, what is the word? Um, less flagons of ale and more smiles on the face. Why am I so bitter? My birthright sits on display, graciously donated by the man who stole it from my family. That's why I'm bitter. Sorry. I'm prone to outbursts. I didn't mean to take out that aggression on you. It's not your fault. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> or maybe instead of this like niceness angle, maybe we could like 
some kind of like amazing sabotage. Like maybe, maybe you can tell people that the mayor is the one behind the gauntlet coming to life and he's using it to attack the town and we can plant some evidence and sort of get the town to turn against him and then put me up on the throne and then we can, you know, air quote, solve the problem. I'm not so sure and, uh, the mayor, the mayor has a throne, but I, I, I understand what you mean. <laughs> but I mean, do you have any reason to believe he is behind the attacks? Other than I mean, your ambition? No, that goody mm. two shoes. Mm. I doubt it. So, in the last years that you campaigned against him, did you feel like you had, you know, uh, did he come up with a magical and amazing ways to win the people over? Like, you know, this time it is us taking back the town and beating back the undead, and we are his champions. Were there any things like this over three or four years uh, you ran against him? Not particularly. No? I, I, I. I'm not very good at this politics stuff. My my, you know, my plan has been very much the anti-mayor mayor, if that makes sense. Hmm. No, but but okay. as my new political strategist, I'm sure you guys will come up with an awesome political campaign. I mean, we have only a month, and we have to spend most of our days and nights at the lighthouse. So, I mean. We have a couple more stops before we head out, but it was uh, great seeing you again. Smile when I say that, and uh, <laughs> we will see you soon. Uh, one, one idea, just just spitballing. Maybe, maybe when you get up at the mayor's feast for you, and he presents you to everyone, that could be the moment that you tell everyone that you endorse me for for mayor. Right? Eyes on you. Well, get people talking. That, that's the way to do it, right? And if you do that, the shield is hers. And he points at the 100 gold shield. Well, we haven't, I mean, agreed to either one. I I, I get a weird feeling from Zimer. Like, he comes right? up with some amazing stories that happen. And, you know, just before he's supposed to be elected. Um, but you said it hasn't happened. So maybe that theory is out. But, uh, I mean, he's have a, is a quite lovely family, uh, those that we met. But... You know, we'll, we'll, we haven't agreed to what he's going to do, so I doubt he's going to announce us as the champion. Uh, if he does, uh, well, that'll be awkward, no? <laughs> exactly. And good for us. Well, we're going to head out. We have a couple more stops. Sure, sure. Just, uh, you got me excited. I haven't been this excited in a while. I, I can I like, tell you I, like I, I like this. I like having burning. Like, smiling. Yeah, like a, like a like a goal, you know? You are sweating a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can easily, like, you know, extract yourself from this situation, Kyle and everyone. Um, but you've at least put your irons in the fire, so to speak, with this side. So I will say, Mukta, as you watch all this unfold, and, you know, you've been trying to get a read on him and the whole situation, um, when he speaks about the blade, he's very, very extra passionate, specifically targeting that blade, right? And um, you saw read some of his body language and um, the way he twitched and the way his eyes like, you know, narrows just a bit. Um, and, and I think what you pick up surprisingly out of all of that is like, A, like he didn't have any political aspirations. He had like he was living completely like in like a daze, almost like like not focusing on any plan. Right. He was just existing. And you guys have given him 
some hope of existing. But more than that, his body language is something you've seen dozens and dozens of times in your life. And that is the body language of somebody who sees something and knows that they need it by any means necessary, even, even non-legal means. And the way he talks about that blade, you get the impression he might have plans for that blade. That makes sense. Mm. Some Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> yep. So, the Black Sith? What's that? Rajani? Mm-hmm. Yep. Carmen. His first name is Carmen, and his last name is Rajani. Taking notes. Yep. Hardcore, man. <laughs> yep. I don't know. To be honest, the way he... The way his eyes looked when he talked about that blade and talking about planting evidence, it, I know. Uh, yeah. it didn't quite sit right with me. Look, I'm all for um, alternative means, but against the right people who deserve it, of course. Perhaps you could use those alternative means to learn something more about him. I mean, I can ask around, but my charm only gets me so far, of course. Of course. So is there anything else you guys want to accomplish uh, in the next few minutes roleplay-wise before we uh, go back to the gauntlet? Which so we were going to talk to Rin. And, uh, oh, you want to go by Rin. Talk to well, her about it is the early, and Rin is not an early riser. So again, you show up to Rin's, yep. and then uh, you know, like the really sleepy, like uh, Eleanor's, like oh, she's sleeping. Do I, you want me to wake her up? Well, I thought we were going to wait part of the day, right? And then head out back. so we can. She wakes like up around day. noon, right? Like you came around yesterday yeah. around noon, and she was awake. So if you come back in noon, we will. so you show up, and then you're like, okay, we'll wait, and then you stand and look at your watch, and the whole like sun goes over you. And you yep. know you come back around noon, and then uh, Ren is awake at that point. Yeah. So again, usual ritual calls you in, put some tea on. Have you got more uh, more interesting trinkets for me and stories to go with them? Uh, it's the only story we have is uh, Zimer wants to hire us as champions and tell the whole town that we're working for him in the gunfight. What is your opinion of Zimer? He called you weird. Yeah, that's fair assessment of me, I guess. I mean, do you disagree? I mean, I don't know you that well. I mean, you sleep you sleep in kind of late, like me. Uh, these guys give me up early for whatever reason. I used <laughs> to like sleep until the sun is long past high in the sky. But, you know, I don't think that's weird. Do you? Uh, I mean, I haven't been here. You know, I've only been in Otari for just, you know, about six, seven months now. Uh, I don't really have an opinion of the mayor. Honestly, like, he doesn't interest me, you know, like, I'm not interested in the politics. I'm not interested in the lumber of the town. I'm, you know. Do you have an opinion of us being the champions of the mayor and going to save the city from the gauntlet or? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't. Listen, I only manipulated the threads of fate to bring you together. I don't intend to claim ownership over what happens next if if this is what feels right then it's probably what's meant to be and what is your opinion of uh carmen carmen rajani descendant of vol rajani he's got a bit of a mouth on him a bit of a temper of course but uh it does seem wrong the way that the, the town kind of looks down on him i never i never quite understood it like yeah he's well not... 
the nicest to talk to, but he said he used to drink a lot and he got into some trouble and I don't know what that means. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, but I was running around in the streets four years ago. This town like worships its founders, you know, it's like they've idolized and they've made them into legends. They've built literal museums dedicated to their history. So why is it nobody in this town seems to care about this this uh, Carmen unless he was that terrible I don't know I feel bad for the guy but I wouldn't I don't think I would trust him if that makes sense he's gonna be the kind of guy that looks out for himself for anyone else same goes with basically everyone in this town except for you guys of course Oh, and you, Elenir, well, and like reaches back and like pats Elenir's shoulder. I wonder why he's in such bad ways with the people. I mean, besides being a complete ass. I mean, if you ask me. I mean, is that enough? Probably. I mean, you, you most look, likely. You look at the mayor, uh, right? The mayor descends from the Rose Guard, and the the mayor uses his family name to like help the town give them jobs give them money keep things flowing you know his family is the one that built the the giant's wheel they're the ones that brought prosperity to what before was like a very unprosperous area like yes this was founded by the rose guard 400 years ago but it failed for hundreds of years it was nothing more than a shrine and when that giant's wheel was built and his family brought the town from the brink of prosperity like sure people are gonna people are gonna follow a man like that carmen i get the feeling he's the kind of kind of guy that would take that coin and spend it on himself so to speak i don't know maybe i'm too hard on the guy okay perhaps uh we'll just have to find out a little bit more about him and i give mukta a little side look um but uh, we hope we didn't wake you too early. I know it's a bit early for me. Uh, we'll bid you a good day. We're going to head out to this afternoon to the Gauntlet and hopefully, mm, well, hopefully be there when the sun goes down and see what happens. Maybe just for a few minutes like last time, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up that sort of conversation with Rin. Unless somebody else has something they want to like ask Rin, this would be a good chance. Doesn't sound like it. Have a good nap, Rin. Sure. Well, Rin just woke up, so she's not taking a nap, but she's waking up. <laughs> Have a good nap again, Rin. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, the camera kind of pulls out as you guys get ready to head out towards the gauntlet to do more sort of uh, exploration. And the, the camera kind of like comes up over the top of Otari, over the like the swamp, and the camera like heads in towards like the ruins. And uh, we see, like in the um, in the sort of like entryway, Boss Scrag, who is in his throne room, right? He's got his little mud throne. Um, he looks like disheveled. He looks worn for wear. He just his face looks like a downbeat, broken man, or you know, Mitflit. And you can see him like talking, and it looks like he's maybe talking to himself. But the camera pans over a little bit, and you can see he's built a couple of like. Mitflit effigies, like little like stuffed straw dolls out of like mud with like fake eyes like carved in. Oh and God. you can see him like ordering these like mud dolls like around to do stuff for him. And of course they like just sit there not moving and like a little bit of mud like falls out the face to the ground like splat. 
and you feel like a little sad for this guy in like a, for a minute and then um there's like uh you hear like the the door like open like and the, like his door opens and he looks up and you can't see what's off screen but like the shadow kind of like goes over his face and he kind of looks up and like squints his eyes at it a little bit and there's like this look of like horror for just a second and then it cuts black and that's where we end tonight's episode what what is it Woo. what right no way right